Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. The tagline of the show, as you just heard in the intro, is live right in the real world. Well, I will show you the real world, both visible and invisible. And you decide how you want to live in it. Well, today's show is not the one that was planned. Uh, I did have a really great guest booked for today, but last night uh, the person asked to reschedule uh, and of course, it was able to. So this morning, I put out on Telegram uh, a three-choice uh, option for tonight's show. So this is listener-picked. Uh, choice number one was, would you like me to talk about the Trump indictment? Uh, choice number two was to do another uh, rock lyrics revealed. And that did get some votes. So did the Trump one. Uh, but choice number three was for another episode of Poker Face series. So we get it. I wasn't going to do it till Thursday, so I'm probably not going to give you as much information as I was going to, but I'm actually going to suggest to you that I believe that that is a good thing in this particular case. The subject today is Paul Kane. And that might not be a household name, but it's a very important name. And I want you to listen to some of the things that I say very clearly in this episode. And, and if you're new to the channel, uh, most of the listeners have been here a long time. And so I'm able to do a bit of a higher level uh, podcast. And what I mean by higher level is there's an assumption of you knowing certain things before I say them. And so it's a balance for me to be able to give the information that's clear in a way that everyone can understand, even if it's your first time here, but also to um, really nourish, you might say, the uh, people who have been in the community for a long time. So that is the balance that I seek to uh, put forward. I am a somewhat, uh, I don't want to give myself titles, but I've been called somewhat of an intellectual, despite my looks. Um, I am a clear thinker and I put a lot of pieces together for you. And tonight's subject, Paul Kane, I wanted to purposefully do as the second episode in the Poker Face series for a couple of reasons. But the overriding reason that I want you to keep this in mind as we go through this particular episode, Paul Kane is a bridge. He's a bridge essentially between the new order of the latter reign and right into the NAR prophets. And Paul Cain was a NAR prophet. If you don't know what NAR means, 
That is the new apostolic reformation. This is where apostles and prophets believe that they are giving, God is giving a new thing, and what they say supersedes the word of God, and they have something they believe in called the Seven Mountain Mandate, uh, in which they want to create a one-world government and a one-world religion and an army to kill those who are not part of it. Um, I'm putting it loosely, but essentially that is what it is. The NAR movement is pervasive. There are tens of thousands of NAR churches in the United States and Canada and hundreds of thousands worldwide. This is very, very fast moving, fast growing. And it is somewhat of a secret society because they all belong to the NAR, uh, but none of them say it exists. What can I tell you? Um, so Paul Kane is a NAR prophet, and I'm just going to give you a couple quick thoughts on that. Why is that important that he is a NAR prophet? And even before NAR, as part of the new order of the latter reign. Let's say you were a traveling musician. If you were not connected with Live Nation, you're not going to get gigs, uh, not any of significance. So as a traveling prophetic person who does this for a living, and I'm not just talking about Paul Kane, there's all kinds of them that go from conference to conference and church to church. They're on tour, essentially. Um, you need to fall under the leadership of those churches for them to invite you in. Also, because you are a traveling performer at this point, you need to perform. If you're a prophet, you need to have prophetic under utterings. If you're a healer, you need to have the signs and wonders of healing. Well, Paul Cain was both of those, both a prophet and a healer, very much in the word of faith uh, ministry that, you know, preempted uh, Benny Hinn and these guys that are out there now, but also in the charismatic movement, the slain in the spirit and all this, but really uh, he got his start. And why I say he's a bridge is because he was actually touring with Branham. If you remember Branham, I featured him in the previous series when we were talking about mass deception and Branham was really one of the forefathers of bringing this stuff into the church. And it is not new age, it is ancient age. But Paul Kane really brought some special stuff. Now I'm going to give you some facts that you're going to find very, very interesting. But I'm also going to give you a little bit of opinion, having looked at way too many facts for this. Um... Yeah, I'm going to give you some opinion as well. Uh, but one other point on Paul being a bridge, or sorry, uh, yeah, Paul Kane being a bridge. Interesting last name, Kane, right? 
But not only was he a bridge to Branham and then into this new movement that we have now, the NAR, he is bringing in the newer generation. And remember what the purpose of the NAR is. One world government, one world religion. So he was born in 1929. And there is a famous story about him that an angel of the Lord came to his mother before he was born and said that he will be a great man of God, a great apostle and a prophet. He will be like Paul. And that's from, you know, the writer of the New Testament, Paul the Apostle. And that's he was supposed to be named Paul after this. He was going to be very gifted. And he would actually meet and profit, uh, give prophetic words to both kings and presidents. And from what I can ascertain, I actually think that that was a real event. Now, if you want to be a traveling prophet and stuff like that, it's great to bring up to make up a uh, a grandiose story and stuff like that, but. I really do sense that he was very, very gifted. Um, you know, some people just have gifts in the spirit. But it takes a uh, pretty much a, a, a turn uh, from here. And there was, he toured with Branham and all these guys in the original new order of the latter reign, but he disappeared for about 25 years. And this is where the story gets very interesting. Now, I will tell you that although I could not get solid documentation, there is lots of reporting and it seems likely that like Rick Joyner, Paul Kane was also a knight of Malta. Okay? It's important for you to know that, and it's important for you to know that Paul Kane, in his later years, was under Rick Joyner's ministry as well as like Mike Bickle, um, Bill Johnson of Bethel, all the NAR guys. He sat in there. He was a traveling NAR prophet. But when I mention um, Rick Joyner and the Knights of Malta, you have to understand, and if you look at, uh, and you can find the story, Rick Joyner tells the story, so it's not any hidden knowledge or anything like that. He tells the story about how he became a Knight of Malta, and essentially they meet with this Nazi war criminal. They go through the Nazi museum, they go for a tour in Hitler's bunker and stuff like that. And Rick Joyner says, this is one of the greatest days of my life. And it was these through these Nazi connections in the Knights of Malta, connected to the Catholic Church, of course, the ecumenical movement, where it's to bring all churches into one religion. Well, the Knights of Malta were held responsible or claimed responsibility for saving a lot of the 
Nazi war criminals after World War II, and they, you know, Operation Paperclip and bringing them to Argentina and stuff like that. That was the Knights of Malta were with the Catholic Church, very, very involved in that. So there is a Nazi connection here, and that is a check mark for a later date because we're going to get into that, maybe not even in the Poker Face series, but just as a separate episode. So Paul Kane uh, became a famous prophet uh, touring with Branham and, you know, that's this whole circuit that was there. And there's a couple names that it's just the rabbit holes are too deep right now for me to bring up. But Paul Kane did fulfill that prophetic word that was given by apparently the angel of the Lord to his mom. And he did become a prophet to presidents and kings. In fact, he was a prophet to at least three U.S. presidents, both the Bushes and most famously Bill Clinton. He also had meetings with Saddam Hussein and Benjamin Netanyahu and a whole host of others but much of it was done secretively. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about his relationship with Bill Clinton, and he started off with George H. Bush, where essentially they were really starting to embrace the occultic practices in the military. And it appears that there was, well, there was definitely, the, it's, dis, it's disclosed now, but there was a secret military project, CIA black project, called Stargate. Paul Kane was part of that Stargate project. And essentially what Stargate was, is, was, is, doesn't make sense, <laughs> They used him as a prophet, a seer, and a remote viewer. This is really important stuff for you to hang on to. And the, uh, I never got to the second note about why I'm using him as a bridge. He's a bridge to the modern day in the church. He's also a bridge to the next episode in Poker Face, which I suspect is going to be somewhat intense because we're going to get into um, a lot of this occultic stuff that has gotten into the church, and it's going to be very revealing. Very revealing. I don't usually repeat things unless they mean something. So he started in as with Stargate under George H. Bush. And so he got, you know, obviously security clearances and stuff like that. Um, he was sent by Bill Clinton to go and speak with Saddam Hussein and Netanyahu and all these people. But under Bill Clinton, and there's some famous quotes of, Paul Kane talking about this. And Paul Kane, when he first met with Bill Clinton in the Oval Office, 
he was surprised to find out Bill Clinton, and I'm paraphrasing, says, you'd be surprised how much I believe in the prophetic. Um, Bill Clinton really believes in it. Well, his water, his, his wife talks to the dead. Why wouldn't he? But he actually, Bill Clinton actually put so much faith in Paul Kane's abilities that he gave him all of his contact numbers. So Paul Kane could get a hold of Bill Clinton at any time. Oh, and one of the ways that they did meet, and so the story goes, uh, and this is Paul Kane's story, that he actually, God revealed to him Bill Clinton's private number on Air Force One, and he called Bill Clinton. So this is getting wild, this stuff. So Paul Kane was out of the scene, the church scene, for about 25 years as he's doing this clandestine type of operation. Um, but there was something else happening in the background, and we do know that Paul Kane became a homosexual. He became an alcoholic, and he became very deprived in the mind and threatening. And you can just look at, uh, you know, Rick Joyner even says about this, like that we had to distance ourselves from Paul Kane because of these things. And apparently Paul Kane later uh, did repent of these things. I don't know. But here's where I'm going to offer, and by the so all that stuff is fact. Here's where I want to offer some opinion. And there's a real lesson in this, I believe. So it's opinion, but it's a teaching moment. Paul Kane has claimed that he was celibate as he was a minister. And he was seeing and hearing great things from God. And, you know, I, I don't, I think that there was some trickery done. There's no doubt about it, uh, particularly with some of the healings, because there was trickery going on. We know how it was done. And Billy, uh, and sorry, Benny Hinn was still doing the exact same tricks that Branham and, the, and that whole camp were doing. But when he got into the CIA and tied in with the Knights of Malta and the Nazis and stuff like that, when he starts doing this remote viewing and the different things, so Stargate was essentially they would have psychic spies. You could look into a military base across the world and it's untraceable. You can read the mind of the president of Russia, for instance. Um, this was psychic warfare, essentially. And when someone starts to do that, you open yourself up to demons and to all kinds of things. And this is a bit of a bridge to the next episode, part three, which is going to be in Poker Face, okay? 
This is a little bit of foundation for you. It's just like doing the breathing in yoga, doing the stretching, the different things, and you'll see in the charismatic circles, and I'll show you more and more how they start to shake to try to get that kundalini spirit up and upon them. We are not meant to go to the second heavens. This is where the prince of the air and, and all the, we are not meant to go there. But what's incredible is we are significantly more spiritually powerful than we think. We are made in the image of God. And I believe that Adam, before the fall, probably could do incredible things because of the image of God that he is made in. And because we are really spiritual beings inside of a flesh suit. But God does not tell us to go and wrestle with demons. He does not go and tell us to go play with these entities. We are to pray through him. And I, you know, as far as Paul Cain's ability, I think he started off that way. I really do. And, you know, maybe he did some fake healings and stuff like that. Maybe it's some real ones. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's not enough documentation on it. But I believe the man did hear from God. And he just had a, a, some people have, it's like, you know, an athlete. Some people are very athletic or a musician. Some people are very inclined to certain things. Well, Paul Cain was certainly inclined to this. And that's why I tend to believe the, the prophetic utterances are the message from the angel that uh, he would be a gifted person. But here's what I think happened. When he started getting into the CIA and stuff like that, they start testing and they start saying, hey, we can improve upon your abilities. Now he's thinking, well, I make a living on this and if I can get better at it, why not? And so he puts his trust in man because he started to do things like, you know, the Bible does talk about prophetic utterances. It doesn't say we should do remote viewing. And this stuff is very real. Very, very real. And when you do it, you go into realms that we should not be in. And I think that this is what caused him to become homosexual and alcoholic. These things are not from God, obviously. And even Rick Joyner said at a couple points that, you know, Paul Cain, the threats that he would make were so vile. Rick Joyner said, it's hard to believe that a human mind could even think of something like that. So it's beyond murder. This, it's vile. And he doesn't say what the threats were. 
But he did say that Paul Kane was such a threat that they actually had to put guards on his door because they were afraid he would go out and basically molest the little boy, the boys, our, our young men in the church, and all kinds of stuff. It was it's really, really demonic what he did. But during that 25 years, he was also, you know, having these secret meetings with Saddam Hussein and Netanyahu and stuff like that. And he is somewhat accredited with setting the stage for the U.S. to go in and do the overthrows. You know, started with Herbert Walker Bush, then it went into Clinton, and then it went to George W., and he was uh, orchestrating some of this stuff, uh, pretending to be their friend. He very much impressed Saddam Hussein. That's how he got a meeting with him. He basically did a psychic demonstration or prophetic demonstration. So how does this all tie in? Well, as we learned in the last series, there's a lot of this passing of mantles and things like that. Well, Paul Kane is a key person in that and transmitting these mantles to others. And you're going to see that I'll probably do one of his protégés in part four of this particular series. Before I go, I'm going to play you an audio clip of him. Uh, and this is way back. Um, this is an audio recording of him back, I believe, when he was like touring with Branham and stuff like that. So this is really old. And uh, I'll just tell you what's on the billboard for those of you who are listening you'll see a newspaper clipping for those of you who are watching on video um let me just bring it in so sunday night 7 30 every night tuesday through saturday 7 thursday um evan kane will pray for the sick here in person, Paul Kane's mother to give her tests her story of an angel that visited at Paul's birth, the revealing story Sunday night. And then it says, the lame will walk, the blind see, and the dumb talk. And it's the Paul Kane salvation healing revival. This audio clip is him way back when, as I said. Uh, as a young man, before he got really weird, and you'll see clips of him later on as a uh, as a nar prophet because it it's just way out there, folks. But what's interesting about this is some of the things that he says and some of the prophecies. So I'm going to be stopping it and making some comments as we go here. What if God poured out of heaven 
some kind of a great outpouring and his sovereignty and righteousness and justice and love and his eternal life and omniscience and omnipotence and omnipresence and immutability and veracity he just dumped all over you. Azusa Street uh, was instituted and, and people went there and they beheld the baptizer and became the baptized and then they beheld the healer and became the healed and then all of a sudden God has saved the best for the last. The Jesus people came in because they beheld the Savior and became the Look out. Okay, so he's talking about different outpourings of God here, and he's talking about very specific movements and God, his outpouring increasing, increasing. And if you've been listening at all about this NAR thing, and it's almost a true tale sign of a NAR prophet, God is doing a new Thing. They'll say that all the time. Uh, you're also going to hear that there's going to be a shaking. You hear Nar prophets. This is the Nar language. We're going to make it. We're going to have some fun with this probably a little bit later on. But listen to the key words. California, there's something greater than a tidal wave. There's something greater than a gigantic plasmatic earthquake coming. God will shake the earth once more, and His glory is about. So God is going to shake the earth once more. I don't really remember. He flooded the earth. I don't quite remember the shaking. And uh, well, California is still waiting for that. About to be revealed in his people, sons and daughters of God are going to be introduced in this meeting. Something's going to come uh, so strong to you that you won't even know that there be any baptism of the Holy Ghost compared to the enormous baptism you're about to receive. Okay, so now he's actually promising on behalf of God that there is going to be an amazing baptism, something you could never imagine in this meeting. This is setting the stage. So this is making me think he's false at this point when he's recording this. I tell you that cloud is coming. That cloud is coming. For they will be the faceless generation of men who will stand on the cloud is coming, and there will be a faceless generation. And he's going to talk about it's filling up stadiums. This is really interesting to me. Media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN will be saved. We have not tonight what the good news, the whole world is going mad over Jesus. They're falling on their face and saying, Jesus is Lord and all and all. There are no sports uh, news tonight because all the football stadiums and all the ballparks and all the coliseums are filled overflowing with thousands gathering. And they're saying we have a resurrection over here. And then twisted mangled bodies are being made straight. And then the news announcers uh, are saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know who these people are. They're almost faceless. And they're speaking great wisdom. And they're speaking things that are bringing about resurrections and bringing about healings. And I want you to know it will happen, my friends. And the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will once again become the first line of defense. She'll be the only cure for AIDS. She'll be the only cure for communicable diseases that medical science will never be able to heal.
So I guess I got my timeline off a little bit. There was no date on this, I assumed because of the uh, black and white photo with it, that it was old, but it seems like it was probably towards the end of the 70s would be my guess, because he does talk about the Jesus movement. But did you hear the other stuff he said? A faceless generation. And they'll be filling the stadiums. And there will be resurrection power inside of those stadiums. And he says these things will come to pass. That is really interesting to me because in the Bible, it talks about a great falling away. But we do know most of the world is going to fall for a false Jesus and they're going to worship the image of the beast. And we do know that there's going to be many supernatural signs and wonders. And why I found this particular clip really interesting. You've heard Tom Althaus on the program, the author of the Matrix of the Immortals. He, at the end of his script, it's all filling stadiums and stuff like that coming to God. Really amazing stuff. So just remember, as a recap of this particular episode in Poker Face, Paul Kane worked with Branham. He goes right up into modern times. Um, like, when did he die? Uh, he died in the like 20... Was it 2014, I believe. I'm getting mixed up. I was looking at someone else today as well. But 2014, so fairly recently. And he helped usher in all these new prophets and apostles. And he gave his blessing to some, and they have carried on the mantle. But it's also important for you to realize the Nazi connections through the Knights of Malta. The Nazis were trying to do develop super soldiers. The Nazis and the Russians were doing psychic warfare as well. Uh, and really well. In fact, indication, indications are the Russians were actually quite a bit better at it than even the United States. But they are all into this interdimensional warfare. And that's what we're going to talk about next time. But just remember this. Paul Kane is one of the ones that was catalyst, the bridge in bringing these occult practices into the church. And if you want to look for similarities, you know, when you go back and you look at the Nazis, 
they felt that the world was being run by a bunch of elites who hated them. And it was them, the purified ones, that were going to save the world. They actually believed this. That was the religion of Nazism. Today, it's the religion of the Joel's army through the NAR and some of the Q patriots. Some. And Paul Kane was very important about bringing this stuff in. Anyways, there's lots of stuff for him on the internet. I don't think I need to spend too much time on him just to create this bridge between what Joyner does and the third episode. You don't want to miss the third episode, but this one was important for you to be able to understand it fully, completely. Um, before I go, if you can support me, I would certainly appreciate it. And I appreciate all of those who support me on Patreon in particular, which is through Podbean. Um, just a reminder, we're a lot of credit cards expire and you don't realize that you're not supporting me anymore. In the last week, I've got about 15 to 20 uh, credit cards expired. And so I get, I get sent an email but you guys give charity out of your heart. I I just can't bring myself, <coughs> excuse me, to sending you an email saying, hey, your credit card's expired. Um, you're not supporting me. That's almost like begging. Um, but there's a lot of you. And it, it, it happens like every day I get those notices, every single day. So my support is actually waning and not growing. Uh, that's a fact. And uh, listen, a man's worth his wages. If you get something out of this, help me out if you can. I, I really do work hard for you. And I try to bring you the best information. It's not really easy to come up with good content and to make it really make sense and, and build a big picture for you. Um, other than that, if you don't want to be a monthly person, there's links in the description box below this, and uh, there's a PayPal and stuff like that. And also, if uh, we've had a technical problem with the My Liberty Stand website, uh, if you want to check it out, uh, please do. Just send me an email at writeonjeff at gmail.com, and what you're going to find is better products for the same money delivered right to your door, much better products. And now we're getting into food as well. So it's stuff that you already buy, just switch stores, American made, all good ingredients. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, send me an email to write on Jeff at gmail.com. And in the meantime, remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on.
Right on radio. Right on radio.